The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Paul MacDonald. The 2022 NFL regular season is over. Bring on the playoffs. The 49ers have booked their second seed place in the playoffs with a dominating second half performance against the visiting Arizona Cardinals. Brock Purdy again impressed with a fifth consecutive multi-touchdown game. This time thrown for three instead of the usual two because, well, why not? Uh, To stop me rambling on for the next half hour or so, I'm joined by Deepak Gohill, Nathaniel James and Simon Holdsworth to look back at the game, have a quick look at the upcoming third matchup of the season against those Dirty Bears from Seattle. Good evening, gents. Evening, Paul. Good evening, guys. Evening, guys. A quick one, a quick question for you before we get started. It was just something I was mulling over in my head. Across the 17 games of this season, so all the quarterbacks we've had, all the players that we've lost, the the different types of games that we've had, what grade, what overall grade would you give the 49ers season just, just for the regular season so far? Deepak. I think I'd have to give them um, uh, an A, um, not an A plus or an A plus plus, but an A. And I'll tell you why I'll give them an A. I think it was how this team just completely changed after Christian McCaffrey came. He was one of the missing pieces on this team, and once he fit after the Chiefs game, because he did that was his first game. I think we got we lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm not mistaken, that was the last game we lost. But after that. It's been all gas and no breaks with that guy. And in that period, we've also, um, I think, found the other missing piece, and that's quarterback Brock Purdy. Um, uh, and, and I think the, the fact that you can lose your starting quarterback, then lose the backup who was playing very well. Jimmy G was playing you know, really, really well. It was at the highest level as you're probably going to ever see from him. And that was a decent level. And then to lose him, and you think, well, who have we, who have we got left? We've got this guy, mm. this birdie kid. And um, I, I think not only did he take over, but for me, he's exceeded anything I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo do um, in his six seasons as a minor. You know, so I would give the season uh, an A, and that's across the board. I think Shani takes a lot of stick from people, but I think Shani's been fantastic this season too. Nathaniel, what's your thoughts on it? My thoughts are, I think it's a B plus for me. Only because, you know, initially when we did start off the season, it wasn't particularly, it was quite a, it wasn't the best of starts, to be honest. Um, we, we lost quite some some easy, I, I'd say easy games that were, in theory, givens, really, in terms of the roster that we had. As the seasons progressed, I mean, Quite honestly, I'd rather, you know, start slow and then finish strong, which it seems to be kind of evident, you know, over the last, you know, times that we've actually been competitive and got to the point where, you know, we, we, we're kind of in the midst of going into the playoffs. So it's, yeah, definitely picked up towards the end. And it's good that it just, that the team's character comes through um and it's been a real you know it has been a roller coaster um uh, as i as i mentioned a few 
um, last last time I was on the uh, pod, um, it, there's been a mixture of emotions in terms of you know one game being a season of an inch you know in terms of a whole season um so it, yeah i my, my opinion b, b plus um you know cherry on the top would, would probably raise that a little bit more if, if we <laughs> if won the super bowl um but let, let's see what happens that that's my my opinion uh simon what's your thoughts yeah i think for me i would pretty much echo everything that deepak said i think it's an air um i think when you're looking back on a season as a whole, you have to judge the the team and the uh, coaching setup on how they react to different situations. And I think every juncture, every single person has reacted positively and got, you know, you don't go, you know, 10 games unbeaten mm. um, without f- facing some adversity. And whatever adversity we've faced, whether that's losing quarterbacks, losing running backs, losing defensive personnel, which... Um, Deepak touched on with the Chiefs game where you know we were severely undermanned defensively in that game and it showed um you know we've reacted and come back stronger and even towards the latter end of the regular season you know we were faced with challenges like the defense perhaps not playing as well as they have been and the offense picked up and you know when the offense wasn't playing well the defense picked up and that whole complementary football but let's not forget about the coaching staff as well and Shanahan has a, um, has got braver which we touched on there the last podcast or the podcast beforehand, yeah. you know, John Lynch deserves a tremendous amount of praise. Praise, sorry for the um, for for Brock Brock Purdy um, draft choice, uh, also for picking up Christian McCaffrey, who you know, as Deepak rightly said, has, has transformed the team. Um, yeah. We're ten and zero in games that he's started. He averages over a hundred and ten yards per game from scrimmage and has a, and averages a touchdown a game. So, you know, I think it, you can only say it's an end. You know. It's going to continue. It's going to, the season hasn't ended, and I see us going deep into the playoffs. Guys, can I just throw something into this discussion because I think it needs to be uh, sort of mentioned? Um, no, you know, on the netting, Coach Gandhi back. <laughs> I mean, all the pundits will say, you know, the teams that are finishing strong, you know, uh, in, getting into the playoffs, the ones that really built ahead of steam entering the playoffs are the ones that are most likely to be successful, which is really logical. And of course you couldn't really disagree, but have we been strong for too long entering these playoffs? That's a very good question. Um, on the back of the, the, the 10 game win streak. I, I don't think so. I think we've got stronger and stronger over the course of those 10 games and, Kind of now we're just reaching the peak of that, maybe. So you you think about the players that we've had out and the the players that have now come back. Um, so the likes of Elijah Mitchell, we've we've got Elijah Mitchell back. He had a great game on Sunday. Um, so each, each week over those ten over those ten wins, we've got stronger and stronger. Um, so I, I can I can see the point that you're getting to, Deepak, but. I can't agree with it, I'm afraid. Well, it's it's not a question of sort of, you know, it, it's is it wrong or is it right? But, Mm-mm. you know, we have been winning an awful lot for a very, very, very long time. And really, I guess what the point I'm trying to make is, should this team go on to lift that Lombardi? It's with the team that we've got right now. So there won't be another quarterback. There won't be any drastic, drastic changes that we've had to overcome and adapt. Yeah. to continue. So in that way, I think the momentum really built up 
when that young man Purdy came along because it sort of put to rest any doubts that you know we were thinking season was over we've lost our quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. now what you know but <clears throat> we're reborn do you not think that this is down to like because I get what you're sort of saying Dipak about you know the fact that we've had a very um we've had quite a long time of you know that that sort of sustainability about a team and and how 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 quickly you know we've had it but is it down to you know is this down to the team itself or do, do you know what I mean the the fact that we are you know we we have won how many games like 10 games solid is this down to you know is, is it down to uh, the team or do you think it I guess I'm I'm quizzing this to, to all three of you do you think this is down to like you know Shanahan and his offensive playing style and I mean, oh. arguably, he's a, he's an offensive genius in in theory because the fact that you know we we have been make, made it to the playoffs and we've actually been to a Super Bowl already, I, I I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. I know what you're sort of saying in terms of that sustainability, but I I was thinking more about you know whether or not it's down to him and and coaching. Well, if you're framing it that way, and I was rather hoping you would. Oh. Tell you why I was hoping you'd say it that way. If you look at Shanahan's offense, it is very complex. There are a lot of moving parts, and all of them have to click in order for that offense to function. But if you look at the team, our team is a lot of moving parts, and despite a lot of travesty and a lot of bad luck, these moving parts have still found a way to work. And I think this is why I gave the team an A, um, and not just because of the, the skill side on the playing front, but also because of the way Shanahan has adapted two massive changes, losing his quarterback, and then gaining a new toy for him to play with, which is C-Mac. And I think all of those things combined have shown that we have the resilience to find, and I know this is cliched, but we find different ways to win. And I think that's what's given this endearing sort of 10-point 10-game win streak, you know, a lot of it was Jimmy G, but it could have just collapsed after Brock Purdy came up. It could have just disappeared into nothingness and nobody would have been any of the more disappointed because we sort of, that's what you would expect from the Mr. Irrelevant to to, to take over at such a, a critical juncture of the season, you know, where playoffs are knocking on the door and to lose your best player, your, your best quarterback, sorry, that usually means the end of the world. But instead, we've gone the other way. So when I was talking about peaking too soon, you know, the building this head of steam, I think the head of steam starts is building right now under the leadership of this young kid who probably doesn't even realise the gargantuan responsibility on his shoulders. I think it's really interesting what you said there, Deepak, as well about us finding ways to beat teams because... Even the even successful teams under under Shanahan in recent times, you could say that the offense was pretty one dimensional. Everything was based on the run, and you know as long as the run was successful, we we then then brought the play action into 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 effect, and we were you know good in the passing game on the back of play action. What Brock Purdy's arrival has done has completely eradicated that because the passing game is a lot stronger now than it was under Jimmy, and don't, you know Jimmy was doing pretty well as as you've said. But he's not a mobile quarterback. He's not a rollout quarterback. He's not somebody who can extend players with his legs. And that is a completely new dimension to this offense. And if you look at the numbers that we've been putting up since since Brock Purdy came in, 
with that de- we don't need the defense to necessarily be a number one defense because we've been putting thirty odd thirty odd points week in week out pretty mm. much. So the production mm. has increased massively, and that's mm. like you said, if I, you know, a relatively new trend since Brock Purdy came in. So as long as the defense isn't the leakiest defense in the world, we we're still within a chance. It, you know, if it does perform like a number one defense, we don't just beat people; we route people. Yeah, and this is and for this reason, you know, if I was one of the other teams in the NFC right now that's made it to the postseason, the 49ers would be the very last team you'd want to play in the it would be your last choice of who you'd want to play. Well, we went on we went perfect, didn't we, this season when when um Detroit uh, was it when Detroit beat Green Bay? Was it when Detroit beat Green Bay? No, it can't have been. But we were oh, teams were 0 and 15, weren't they in in Starts when they had a game the week after, directly after playing the Niners, zero and fifteen, which right, is yeah. a phenomenal stat. It's a phenomenal record. That could carry on if Arizona lose on opening day next season. Yeah, no, because I think it, obviously Kansas Kansas City beat us, didn't they? And then they had a bye week, and then they won the week after that. So it's only where they've played the, the, immediately the week after. Yeah, yeah. But zero and fifteen just That's goes bonkers, to show. Isn't it? That, that is just. That's an outrageous statistic, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it just? Yeah, it's mm. just insane. It's amazing. It's a cracker stat. And and we also need to remember that we haven't been as healthy at all this season than we are now. Yeah. You know, we've is... still got players coming back. Yeah. Well, this, this Aaron, is why I think that... Aaron Banks is coming back. You know, Debo was, a, mm. was only a bit part player. How good did Elijah Mitchell look on Sunday? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and emerging it's, players, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a stacked them. roster. Yeah, stacked. I think, I think this is why we haven't necessarily reached our peak yet, and we may do in the next the next game or the next two games because we've got those players coming back. Elijah Mitchell, yep, he not necessarily running at full speed, not necessarily not necessarily a hundred percent, but he's damn close to it. When he gets to a hundred percent, we are going to be just outrageous out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Should we have a quick look at the uh, at the Arizona Cardinals game? Um stats wise, um yep, yeah, so the, the the game finished 38 to 13. Um again, we had another half of football where there were no uh, no scores by the offense whatsoever, or no, no scores by the opposition whatsoever. Uh, we won the second half of that game 17 to nothing. Uh, 21 first downs for the 49ers against just 11 for the Cardinals. That's not bad at all. No, it isn't. But if we're talking stats, somebody please say it, because I don't want to say it. What was Brock Purdy's QBR? Was it 141.3 or something? 141.3. Yeah. That's outrageous, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, that's... I mean, this is the guy, the very last draft choice. 141.3. It is an eye-watering statistic for a young man that was selected with the very last choice of the draft. And here's the thing, though. People will say, yeah, but, you know, can he do it next week? Can he do it next week? We're running out of next weeks, you know. Yeah. (laughs) He's done it week in, week out so far. You know, and I, I think in a way, his naivety is actually a big asset for him because... These players are desperate to win a Super Bowl. Some of them, it might be their last chance ever. For him, it's you know he he the pressure of it isn't really 
the significance of it isn't really, I, I don't think it's really hit him. I mean, that's not to disrespect his understanding of how important it is, but the pressure's not on him saying, this will be my last ever window to win a yeah. championship, you know, or this will be my last chance to be on such a talent stack team to, to leave a legacy on the sport. You know, he doesn't have that pressure on him. Mm. You know, he could lose in the playoffs and still there might be a, a very high chance that he'll get an opportunity to redeem himself. You know, the, he, he has that opportunity. So I think he's going into the playoffs in that frame of mind where it's, just, you know, I've just got to play another game. You know? Yeah. And it helps that we're at home. <laughs> well, it, it, that does help. Um, better than going up to Seattle and playing up there. Perry was 15 to 20 for 178 yards, which, not massive stats, but three touchdowns this time instead of two. He played, was it four games with two touchdowns per game? And now he's gone one one better in his fifth game as a starter. And he's also elevated George Kittle's sort of offensive production. I'm not talking about the things we can't measure, such as his outstanding run blocking and pass blocking. But I'm talking about touchdowns, you know. Yeah. Kittle is, it's feeding time for him, you know. He's, he's getting fed. Yeah. He was very much Jimmy Garoppolo's number one target, wasn't he? And it looks like he's very, very fast become Perdy's number one target. I think um, one thing that I've noted is that, you know, it is good to see a bit more of um, George Kittle actually getting the football, as you mentioned, Dipak. I think we've kind of... It, it, it is good that you've got a quarterback that actually has vision. And I, I guess that that's the thing. It's you know, open routes, and he's actually seeing it, it, the game for him. I mean, I mean, how many games has he played now? It's not not been – how many is it now? What's it, five, six? I think six. this is his fifth start. His yeah, sixth game. so, I mean, literally, I mean, obviously, he, he, he had the experience, you know, prior to kind of coming – being able to play against, you know, the, the number one uh, defence um, in the NFL. But it, it, it just – when plays collapse, you know, he, he – he makes he takes those sign of those options around, you know, even if it means throwing it out of bounds or, or anything else. I'd rather he, you know, he, he did that. I guess what I'm saying is that you know it's just good that you know he's he's able to recognise where routes are being run. We're not having mm. this situation where the very next day you see um, Jimmy G be you know almost analysed completely about the missed passes or the the routes that weren't run. Um, and the opportunities where, you know, players were open, Jimmy didn't pass it because he didn't see it. So I, I guess it, that that's what I mean. I mean, it was really, it was really good to see. <laughs> and we all, we all like it when Kittle does those, you know, he, he, he makes those, play, you know, he makes those plays, he, he scores those touchdowns and then he, you know, throws the ball to the ground. Then we're, we're you know, we're, we're celebrating. Coming on to that sort of Seattle game, I'm hoping that it, it will just be, a, a similar sort of situation where you know we're going to see a lot more. Carroll can say what he wants, really. At the, at the end of the day, I think he's he's just as nervous as, as as playing us. He might be, you know, throwing in some mind tricks already, but mm. I, I I really do think that realistically we, we we've got a real shot. You know, going a lot deeper than 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 just this early wild card game. Yeah, I mean, I would I would suggest that. Since we last played the Seahawks, we're a better team. We've got stronger. With the personnel that we've had come back, we, yeah, we have. We have got. We're a stronger team now than we were when we played them. Yeah, 
without shadow without shadow of a doubt. I mean, um, you know, the, the Seahawks scraped past the Rams, didn't they, on uh, on Sunday? And, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, we we absolutely blew out. Does anyone has anyone seen the, the the point differential in our sweep of the West this time round? It's it's incredible. Yeah, it, it, yeah. The, the averages works out that we beat we beat each team by net twenty points. <laughs> <laughs> it's been long overdue, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. we we've been waiting for that. And how? What? When was the last time? When, when was the last time we actually swept the West like we what like we have? And uh, you know that that's just take that into account. When when was the last time we actually saw this where we we beat you know all the teams and we didn't have to to worry? Obviously, we got we got the playoffs now, but. I, I I can't. I have I ever witnessed it as a you know forty nine er fan in the time that I've been watching. Not that I can think of, but it, yeah, I, well, quite an interesting uh, question there. <laughs> also, Vegas has us at minus ten, so that's ten point favourites. That's a lot. It, yeah, it, I think it did open at thirteen, so they they brought that in a little bit. But even so, it's it's still two score advantage. Whether it's going to be that tight in the game, I don't think so. I, th- I think it's going to be a much more difficult game and we have to be very, very careful with it. I mean, Pete Carroll is going to bring his A game as best he can with the with the personnel that he's got, but it's going to be a very, very tight game, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. It's going to be a lot of huff and puff, but they won't have enough to blow this house down. Not today. Mm. <laughs> One of the things, uh, going back to Brock Purdy, without it becoming the Brock Purdy Appreciation Society, <laughs> um, there was uh, there was mention of how Brock Purdy took the sack on on Sunday's game, um, and how he his his football intelligence had rather than throwing rather than throwing the ball away and risking a pick or something like that, he held on to the ball and took the sack. As the intelligent thing to do. One thing I noticed in that, which wasn't mentioned, even after he'd been hit and he was on his way down to ground, he was still looking for an out. He was still looking to get that ball off to somebody. So he really has got such a high level of football intelligence to be able to do that while in the process of being sacked. He has. And if you look at a lot of the turnovers that Jimmy committed that weren't straightforward, ping to the other team. They came from a result of immense pressure coming in from a defensive line. Yeah, so He would look to just throw it in desperation and somebody would pick it up or he'd fumble, you know, yeah. once, once he's been tackled. This kid reduces the opportunities for that to happen. In fact, there was one play where I thought, where's he going to go now? He's got nowhere to go. He's got no one covered. He's, he's, he was flushed out of the pocket really quickly and the bugger went for a 12-yard scamper. Yeah. yeah. That? That's a play that we haven't seen a 49er quarterback do since Colin Kaepernick, dare I say. You, you know, I was reading a stat, Deepak, just on that. Um, his his 4-4, uh, sorry, his 40-yard dash time wasn't particularly good. But over 10 yards, he was lightning. Really? Genuinely. And you saw that. I know, I, know, I know exactly which play you're talking about. He kind of rolled out to the left, didn't he? And it looked like he was going to get cut off, and then he turned the corner, and it's like Jesus! It was like it was like Speedy Gonzalez around the corner, but having that acceleration enables him to evade pressure really quickly, and that's all a QB needs. A QB doesn't need a, a, a top end, a high top end speed. He just needs that. He's shifty, isn't he? 
any but slight he's... build will help with that because he's not a big guy, is he? He's he's still a work in progress. This is the scary bit, and um, I think one of the things that we said offline was, you know, there are lots of things that make a quarterback stronger. You know, coming bouncing back from a defeat is definitely one of those things. But that's one of those things he's going to have to learn to be strong about without actually having to experience. You know, um, just let him lose a preseason game, but he's not losing any in the postseason. That's for sure. Well, P- Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football had has Brock Purdy as his. Um, rookie of the year, and he's played. And that's on the back of five stars. Yeah, yeah he's that's on the back certainly has him as his offensive offensive rookie of the year, and I think he had Sauce Gardner from the Jets as the defensive rookie of the year. Um, but you know what he's done, and it's just the swagger that he's done it with as well. But this is a great story for the league. I'm surprised we're not on Goodell's radar. Surely, you know how Goodell has a penchant to help teams, shall we say. You know, to glory, uh, like mm-hmm. Seattle against us in 2013. You know, um, did, did you not know it's already calls. it's already happening? Bosa got a holding call on Sunday. Roger Goodell's already <laughs> helping us out. <laughs> if, if we were to go and lift the Lombardi with this kid, that is a hell of a that's that one hell of a story. That's 30 for 30. Material, it's a movie, you know? it's, it's a movie, yeah. You know, if Kurt yes. Warner got a movie, then. Now, this yeah. kid deserves a movie. From Mr. Irrelevant to a Super Bowl winner in one season. <laughs> yes. Well, from, from Mr. Irrelevant to a Super Bowl winner in, what, nine games? And the thing is, there's still no guarantee he'll be the starter next season. <laughs> I, think, I think if we lift that trophy, I think that he, he, he is. I think he will be as and, well. And, and yeah. Jim is the odd man out? I think he's the odd man out, but I can also see it. A trade for for Trey. I think he'll perhaps be be jettisoned off, and we'll get an experienced vet to be back up to mentor uh, Brock Purdy whilst he starts. TB twelve in the Bay Area. Just oh no no no! Please no. Said they are, you know, and that would have been an even bigger no from me. Was Aaron Rodgers? The one the one the one thing about the possibility, even the slightest possibility of TB twelve. In the red and gold is Gronk on our field. <laughs> I know he's retired, but oh, please. What about Aaron Rodgers? He, he wants to leave Green Bay again, as he does at the end of every year. Yeah, he is, he, is he not just done now? Um, no, I don't think he is, actually. I think he can still play. I'm sorry. I think players like that can keep going, you know. He doesn't need to play, though, does he, if he's just sat behind mentoring Brock Purdy? No, yeah, this is true. Yes, yeah, this is true. Yeah, bring to bring him in as a mentor rather than maybe. Brian Greasy's doing a really good job, though. I think the QB coach. He's done a he's doing yeah. a really good job, really good job. There's, there's so many people that have been involved in um, in his progression. You know, there's there's a lot of people who've had a hand in this, but it's. <laughs> It, it's just one of those things, but I, I disagree with you about people like Aaron Rodgers and Brady. I think these guys are real competitors. They wouldn't want to stay on the bench. No, they, they wouldn't. No, you're right. You know, and if they know that they're not going to play, then they won't come. They'll retire. Better dead than smack, as in it says in one uh, yeah. one, one TV show. <laughs> I wonder um, how much of you know, like, because he's 
you sort of watch, you know, obviously you see sort of see Purdy on the on the sideline and you see that um injured Trey Lance that's kind of next to him and you kind of wonder, you know, how much cuz it, it must really, you know, <laughs> realistically we were all hoping that Trey Lance would be that 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 quarterback, he was going to be mm. the number one quarterback, wasn't he? He was going to be the guy that would be very much in Purdy's position. Obviously, yeah. that's not worked out. But, you know, I, I wonder how much because of, of him sort of inspiring and, and almost teaching, you know, almost kind of because you see the analysis in, uh, of plays because they break down every play after what they've they've done. You, you see it on those um pads don't you in terms of what you know what they've done and everything else and i i, I sometimes wonder what you know what you, it's like everything really you wonder what what they talk about on the sideline but you also it's quite interesting to see you know you've not really got a veteran presence there have you um in terms of i mean obviously i, I don't think i've seen jimmy um since um purdy's been uh, um in, in charge and uh, on, on the line but I've seen a lot of Trey Lance sitting next to to, to Purdy and, and just talking to him, getting him to talk about you know breaking down plays and in in terms of what's happening. So yeah, I, I wonder whether or not you know it has um, an impact on how how he is and how he perceives plays and how he kind of goes forward. Um, but I, I don't know. I, my my opinion is I you know I get what you know what you. Dipak and Simon are saying about having that veteran presence, but I, I kind of think my my opinion is I, I kind of feel like <laughs> we've been saying it for years, haven't we? When is you know when is um <laughs> when, when's Aaron Rodgers and and Brady going to retire? I, I I think it's going to be quite soon myself. I, I I really after a season like that after they've after the games they've had, I know that you know it's the first time in how since two thousand. Um, to, to the two thousands that the Green Bay that Green Bay haven't actually been in the playoffs, which is really un, unusual um, from that perspective. But I, I guess that's what I was kind of what I was thinking about in terms of when they were talking and and kind of the progressions that they were making um, kind of during the games. I still say this: we, you know, we're talking about Purdy, but we really haven't seen Trey Lance play yet. We haven't. We saw him play for. A, a, an odd sort of bit of garbage time, a game against Arizona, and then the game against Chicago, he got he got hurt. Yeah. Know, in mm. unnatural conditions, it was pissing it down with rain. So I will still say I haven't seen him play to, to say yay or nay. He could be the next Patrick Mahomes for all we know. We don't know because we simply haven't seen him play. So all we can really do is go on what we have seen and what we have seen has been nothing short of spectacular. Yeah. You know, and there will be a quarterback controversy, uh, I think. And I think, you know, if, if he keeps it up, I think Brock Purdy will be the one that stays. I mean, think about it. Money as well. You know, we don't have to pay him that much. So that's going to be a, a huge bonus for the, for the general manager to navigate the finances and everything else. So, but yeah, I still think with Trey, I feel bad for him in the way that Alex Smith got injured and then never got his place back because of Colin Kaepernick. Uh, we still haven't. For me, I'm not satisfied that I've seen him play. I cannot, hand on my heart, formulate an opinion on Trey having seen him play, what, two and a half, three games and one in 
whether that was just the lottery kick, you know, it negated everything for me. I still can't say juries are still very much out for me. I've got to agree with you in that we haven't seen enough of him to be able to make any kind of judgment on Trey Lance's abilities as a quarterback for the 49ers. But what I would say is, compared to what we have seen Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy we've seen five full games, near as damn it six games. He, he, he played, what was it, three quarters of the um, of the, the game that Jimmy Garoppolo got injured in. How much better can Trey Lance be than what Brock Purdy has shown us over those five full oh, games? Brock Purdy exceeded Garoppolo's ceiling in, in the very first game that he played in. Yeah. He, he destroyed Garoppolo's ceiling right there and then. And then we're thinking, can he play at this level consistently? And so far, it looks as if he can. I mean, not, not, ju- not just playing consistently at that level. He's got better game on game yeah, to the point that in the last game of the regular season that he's played, 141.3 QBR. We don't know what his ceiling is. Exactly. We don't know what Trey's ceiling is. And this yeah, actually a, a really good headache to have. For a team, a really yeah. good headache to have for a team. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he keeps his head head around him, if he listens to his coaches, if, and I think the the veterans have obviously got a vested interest in his success because if that kid's yeah. not successful, they won't be either. Um, and I think that the sort of team spirit that we've got at Levi's, you know, the players tend to look look at Jimmy. I mean, I don't know if they overegg the affection that they had for him, but they certainly took care of, of Jimmy. I would rather hope that the do the same, wrap their little boy up in cotton wool and teach him good things in the locker room, you know, because he's going to help them get paid. I think um, this week, you know, obviously we've all kind of, uh, no games are giving a a gimme, you know, I'm hoping that this week, you know, that there's been, it's good preparation and everything else. With with Pete Carroll, you don't know what he's ever going to come up with, mm. and, and I guess from what Dipak was um, mentioning and Simon stated as well that you know it, it, you know that they he'll he'll pull pull together a team and a and a game that that can you know that he'll 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 pull out pull pull something out of the the hat if you, if you like the proverbial hat, but I guess what I'm 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 sort of saying is it's kind of it'll be interesting to see how how much preparation. Um, Obviously, I think the focus is to to get to just get one, you know, go past this game, get on to the next one. Um, but it, it, I, I guess, I guess it comes down to, um, you know, how how prepared they, they've they've been and how much how how good training's been that that week. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first, you know, kind of um, <laughs> game where we've not. Um, and I've t- I'm touching with, we've not had any um, had any injuries, which is really. You know, in, we've not conceived any injuries in in a game, which is really really good. So, um, hitting all the right buttons at the right time to yeah. to kind of mo- you know kind of progress and and get on to going into the playoffs. So, yeah, thinking about it now, I wish you know you, you kind of wish you didn't want to have injuries, um, but part of you know injuries are part of this um, game. And I, I think with with Shani, you know, he does play that offense. You know, that kind of quite um aggressive um offensive scheme so you're, you're always going to have kind of injuries associated with that but I, I guess that's the thing you know we've now got to the point where you know the players are are, are clicking and 
you know, hopefully we'll 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 have a um, a good game. I'm I'm going to be nervous. I'm sure I'm going to be nervous and thinking about it up to you know sort of Saturday Saturday, which is an even stranger sort of day to have a a, a football game um, Saturday evening of all things. Um, Saturday, you know, afternoon uh, over in the Bay Area, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that this game on Saturday against Seahawks is going to be a full-on shootout, a high-scoring game on both sides of the ball, with the, the maybe the, the problems that we've had on defense over the last few games, and then comparing that to the prolific scoring of the offense. Do you think it's going to be that high-scoring game, or do you think this is going to be a very tight, uh, a very tight affair against the Seahawks? Personally, I think it might be one of those where a lot of toing and throwing in the first half, you know, reasonably close, and then we sort of pull away and then pull away. Yeah. I think, you know, when you've got a defense as good as ours, once you rip the heart out of an offense by not letting them run, by not letting them do things that they want to do, they, they will eventually get frustrated. And I think the defense has got a huge part to play. I don't know. This game could be one of those gunslinging games, but look at the weapons we've got at our disposal. We've got an arsenal of offensive weapons to throw at these guys. You know? yeah. We've got more weapons than they have, and we've yeah. got a better defense than they have. So logistically, logically... We should get over the line without too many problems, but you just never know, do you? You just never know. No, I think looking at Sunday's it's just gone, um, Seattle only put 19 points on the Rams, and the Rams had ended the season mm. with the 22 ranked defense. We've ended the season with the number one ranked defense, um, and the Seahawks yeah. is the 25th ranked defense. So you look at those numbers alone and you kind of go, well, it, you can only see it being very, very lopsided. But as you said, Deepak, it's any given Sunday, it's playoff football. If you compare the Seahawks' offence against the 49ers' defence yeah. with the, the problems that the 49ers' defence have had over the last couple of games, if do you think that do you think the 49ers' defence is going to recover and be able to hold the Seahawks offense to a low score or do you think that we're going to see the Seahawks scoring points and we just have to score more but we have to score more anyway otherwise the game's pointless but you know I what I mean I don't see the Seahawks scoring more than 20 points well yeah I mean when we played them in the last game I think they, they managed 19 on us and some of them came in garbage time yeah. you know? mm. uh, that's not to say the game was won um, we were still to and fro and they still had an in deep into the third quarter, but eventually the, their points did come in garbage time. And I agree with Simon. I think we'll hold them to 20 or less, which means Shani, with all his shiny weapons and Debo's back and all the rest of it, has got to score more than 20 points and we win the game. I think it will be down to, you know, how much, um, as I said, preparation that they've put in for this week and everything. Hopefully, you know, sort of Shani and, um, you know, sort of... Defensive coach will be ready for you know kind of the the, the game on 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 Saturday, um, but I, I guess it's how you know Pete Carroll kind of will pick up on you know what's happened um, and how other teams have matched and and played um, us uh, when there have been more closer games or 
um, a blowout game when we play Kansas City. Um, so it, it will be, you know, I, I think it's going to be quite, um, I, it'll be quite a tight game, um, especially in, in, in the first half. But I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with um, Dipak. I think we're going to be um, in a situation where, you know, stronger second half, um, yeah, taking the guts out of what the offense can do, then becoming frustrated. And then we just, yeah, we, we can, it's just, it's all about that momentum and, and kind of, um, you know, instilling it and just going, starting off strong, you know, starting off relatively, you know, sort of just kind of seeing what they're, what they're going to do. And then we, we, we're going to have to finish strong. Yeah. You know, and that's, but that's not to say this team doesn't have a blowout in it. It actually does have a blowout in it, you know. It could blow somebody else out after this game. We don't know. But I think it will be one of those where you're finding each other for the first sort of quarter and a bit, and then gradually the defence will take over. Our, our defence just demoralises the other team, you know. Yeah. This, this thing that we're doing now when we're deferring the kickoff. You know, we're scoring right on the end of half time and then we're scoring with the first drive of the third. Yeah, yeah. That's 14 points for that answer. That is literally a, a punch in the throat. Yeah, yeah. It completely breaks them. It breaks their will. You know? It demoralizes teams, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. When you lose 14 points that quickly, you know, it's, it is hard work for a defense to mentally readjust and, and try and gain some momentum. So. You know, I think there's going to be an element of that. I'd like to hope that the D can come up with a couple of big turnovers because, you know, we're talking about the game. I think if if the D managed to step up and give us a couple of um, takeaways, that that would make the job a lot easier on the offense. We finished the league with the best turnover differential, didn't we? I think Cow- Cowboys we? had the most takeaways, but obviously Dak Prescott turned into Jimmy Swinston, didn't he, the uh, last last few weeks <laughs> of the, the season? Um but yeah, I think we ended. Yeah, yeah. We finished on uh, the best turnover differential in the league. One sad fact from Sunday: I was a little bit gutted that Nick Bosa didn't get the Niners sack record. because yeah. he was so close. He yeah, was so yeah. so close. But then again, I would much rather have him taking that frustration out on the Seahawks and be fit for for this week than. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Geno Smith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 49ers play the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday. Uh, the kickoff is going to be at 9.30 UK time. So that is 1.30 in the afternoon out in San Francisco. We're all going to be watching it avidly. I'm not going to get you guys to try and predict the score because, yeah, that doesn't work for us. Um, we're, we're just going to love the game. We're going to enjoy the game. We're going to be sat on the edge of our seats, gnawing at our fingertips down to the knuckles. Um, <laughs> and, and we whilst interacting and, with the game day thread, of course. Whilst interacting with the game day thread, yeah. If you're not on the game day thread, yes, get on there. We ha- we do have a good time on the game day thread. Um, I just wish you could do it audio and just talk to each other, but um, we, uh, we'll, we'll do what we do um, in the meantime while we sort something else out. Any final thoughts from the three of you before we wrap this show up today? Yeah, I just think this has been um, a phenomenal, phenomenal season. And it's been extremely enjoyable. It, it has been a fun season. Even though, we, you know, we face so many travesties and, and still overcome them. You, there's a lot of fight in this team. And 
and I, and, I, and I think that you know our destiny is waiting for us now. And when I say destiny, I mean the thing, not a stripper. You know. Last <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thing I want to. Um, Last thing I just want to say on the show, um, the news that the, uh, Damar Hamlin has now been uh, discharged from hospital um, and is going to go and recuperate at home is really, really good news. And it looks like he's going to be on the road to recovery there. So that's, I think that's, everyone will agree with that's really good news. Yeah, great news. Great news. And um, can I just add that, um, put a shout out to um, Bjorn. Uh, sorry, Bjorn, I can't pronounce your surname. Clear, yeah, that that's it. So um yeah, um obviously he, he won the um pick six um overall. Um so uh yeah, congratulations uh, to him. Um thank you very much to Mark Lyon for uh, Mark Lyon for o- organizing that this year. I, I know that everybody um in the group really enjoys it. I, I do. It, it it completes, you know, um obviously Dipak has his own sort of um pick pick um pick um, thing on on uh, Yahoo I think it is um, which is quite quite good but you know it's good to have you know kind of to have that you know and, and it, it really does make you know the season um, you know kind of you get to think about it and, and pick those and it yeah it just it, it keeps the the group and um, it's a social element for everybody really which you know I, I think everybody does appreciate and uh, on the subject of the Niner Empire GB Yahoo Pickens League um, I won it. Yay! <laughs> six! <laughs> That's ridiculous because I can predict 12 games right, but not six. Was there only you in the league? Was there only you in the league? No, there's It is quite interesting because it's a little bit like our pick six in that you've got to guess who wins, but you've got to add your confidence points to each pick. So if you pick the nine is to win by you think, okay, I'll put 16 points down. Somebody could put three points down. So even though you both get the right score, you know, you predicted the right winner, one will get more points than the other. And uh, it, the dynamics of it are really, really good fun. But it's had a hardcore following for over 15 years I've been running this. So uh, I just wish more people from our group. There are a fair few from our group that are involved. But we've uh, opened it up to a few others, and uh, it is quite competitive, and it's it's really good fun. But it's nothing like our pick six. The only similarity is that we both have to pick a win. That's it. That's all you have to do. But our pick six, and Mark has really, you know, picked the ball that Kevin passed on to him, and uh, and ran with it, and has made it an extremely fun, engaging, really enjoyable feature. And I think without Mark, we. I wouldn't know what to do. We'd be we'd be buggered. We'd have no pick six without Mark. I, so I did love his alternative know. awards as well. In the, in the... <laughs> they were hilarious. <laughs> yeah. There's no emotional blackmail there, Mark. You know, without you, we wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> the Trey the Lance Award awarded to the best player to only play one week. <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. When I looked at that at work, I was, I was laughing around. I was like. <laughs> Cool little touch, but it, it is extremely popular. A lot of yeah. people enjoy it, and um, and knowing how Mark's mind works, I can only imagine that he's probably got a few plans in mind for the playoffs, and maybe a few more sort of dark twists and turns that he can add to this. Yeah. We literally know nothing right now. We've not been let in on any, any secrets from this no, one. He keeps all of this to himself. Yeah, do anything, you know. Yeah. We, 
we're not. But long may pick six continue. I think it's absolutely fantastic. What I'd like to do, if we can figure out, is actually to deliver some sort of physical prize for the winner because I think it's a, a competition that's worthy of a, of, a, of, a, of a real prize to give to whoever wins it. You know. Well, to do that, we need to get people to go onto our Red Bubble shop and buy stuff so we can earn the commission and then buy something for the winners of that one. Um, I mean, we had some great success with the um, with the Celebrating the Catch merchandise, uh, which I, I am wearing right now. I'm wearing my Celebrating the Catch t-shirts, um, which you guys saw before. Um, and we will have some more merchandise coming out uh, over the next few weeks, hopefully, as well. So keep your eyes out for that one. Got some interesting ideas, um, but uh, you'll, you'll find out about that in, uh, in time to come. That is it for the show today, guys. Um, so thank you to everybody involved in keeping the Frequency 49 show on the air. Thanks to Mark Lyon as well for, as we've just been talking about, the pick six. Um, it is time to say goodbye, boys. Bye, goodbye, guys. guys. Bye, guys. Enjoy the playoffs. <laughs> on behalf of Nathaniel James, Deepak Gohill and Simon Holdsworth, I've been Paul MacDonald, you've been the audience, and this has been the Frequency 49 show. Bye for now. Deepak, your turn. <laughs> yeah, see, every show I do, I do this. <laughs>